Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. 15. Not bad. Nice. Nice. Love a good 15. I love that singing. <laughs> I've been practicing all morning. It's only 9 a.m. for me. <laughs> I went to sleep at 1.30. I woke up at 5. Mm. Yeah. Re-listened to the episode because <laughs> I didn't finish taking notes because I fell asleep while I was taking notes. Oh, no. Because we're such consummate professionals. Of it's because the macros are so soothing. Mm-hmm. I, that is true. I listened to them to go to sleep, so it makes sense. I was like, oh, oh. oh. knocked out, <laughs> fell asleep from 7 to 8.30, slept about Tyler Hecklin, but in the dream, I kept calling mm-hmm. him Matt. I don't know what's mm. going on in my brain anymore. Now, this is what we have to watch out for. If he comes out being in a role in a television or movie where he plays a character named Matt, hmm. in which case you are a seer. Mm-hmm. Don't take my glasses. <laughs> Man, oh, I, I'm so excited to get into this one. It has been a month. Um, so welcome back, everybody. Who, who are any of these people? Was my uh, initial I'm Brittany Bailey. Like... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm your sister. <laughs> nice to meet you again. That sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> um, so they started out talking about re-listening to the episode and Travis being very proud of himself for coming up with this neat life hack. Uh, it's a great <laughs> idea. Do you guys do that? Like before you listen? To our shows or theirs? Theirs. Sometimes. No. Sometimes. But usually I want to f- focus on the new content. Right. See, so I, I usually don't. Do you? I try to because I try to good. remember what happened yeah. And then to like kind of even just psych myself up for it, but also to be like, ooh, mm. what do I remember? What do I think is going to happen? Yeah. How can I make That's those connective smart. threads? Yeah. Listeners, let us know if you guys listen to like the previous episode before the new one comes out. I would be interested to know how many people do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say this about the very start of this. There's more game show talk than <laughs> one might expect from, from an episode of... Uh, the adventures on. <laughs> I love their new uh, Wheel of Fortune lore. And now yes. I want this to be a game show. It really should be. The Wheel Lord like... <laughs> taking your families. I feel like that's our new dystopian novel. Never mind. Okay, yeah. nobody think about it. I'm going to write that young adult, uh, young adult TM, novel. TM, 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 TM. Yes, it's mine. <laughs> I take it. You claim it. Thank you, Justin. I will run with this and I will give you point. Zero four percent of the royalties. Mm, Justin, considerate. <laughs> uh, but so importantly, though, uh, Travis did come to the realization that the fertilizer stolen from the general store, from Leah's general store. I mean, well, that was what it was. Sorry, I worded that stupidly. <laughs> That's what he realized. They had fertilizer, and that was what happened. That's what they took in the attack on the general store, which so, I had not picked up on. I hadn't either. And now I'm thinking about what we see. Our first image of the swole ass, we don't even goat. know if it's a goat man yet, carrying mm-hmm. the two bags. He's carrying two bags of shit. That's what he's got. <laughs> Literally, we yeah. were we were fantasizing. It's like it's wings. wings He's encased hiding. Wings. And like, oh, it's body. It's shit. Literal it shit. Just, it was just plant dumpage. 
<laughs> That's what he had. <laughs> well, in our defense, I don't know that we would have jumped to that conclusion. If we had, people would have no. been like, really? Really? Fertilize? You just think he just went to the hardware store and like picked up? He's just taking care right. of the succulents. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot just... of plants I got to take care of. We're having a wedding. We need the vines looking sharp. A wedding favor you have to take care of. <laughs> so I guess they were supposed to have uh, searched the general store after right, a giant like, fucking you know McDonald's sign. Not McDonald's Ned sign. Ned nearly got decided. killed. Right? Yeah. There was you know, a lot of stuff happening. They kind of had to go to yeah. the hospital. You're not going to be like, hang on. Don't take him like, to the hospital what? yet. We got to take care of this investigative mystery role. <laughs> Right, right. First, we gotta uh, look at the inventory. Leo, you want to pull up uh, all your papers here and stuff? We can make sure right. nothing was stolen. None of that. Ned needed help. Well, Ned needed help. Aubrey was in shock. Yeah, sure. Like hard. So the only one you had really right. functioning was Doug, and he is, of course, the sweetest boy, and is gonna take care of his friends. So yeah, there was no Natch. like natural progression into the general store to be like, what no. got taken? No. Well, okay, so then let's get right into this, because Ned, eyes on the prize chicane, um, is like, we, hey, remember you said you were going to give us your glasses <laughs> to Indrid here. So, and we get a little aggro Aubrey moment, which I really appreciated out of fucking nowhere, um, <laughs> demanding these glasses from Indrid. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. So Griff must have always planned that, like... For some reason, Indrid would take off of his off his glasses yeah. for Keith to have seen him. Like, for this to have happened the way it did. Yeah, I was wondering, too. Yeah. Because, like, Ned remembered to ask, but if he hadn't, I'm kind of like, how would the glasses have come off that Keith would have seen Indrid is Mothman? Yeah. So, I don't know. Just a little interesting moment. What we don't know is that Griffin is actually the Mothman. <laughs> and has that future sight, so he knew what his brothers were going to do and what his father. I feel like all of balance would have been very different <laughs> if that were he the case. He just developed the powers. Mm. <laughs> he finally hit puberty. His, Interesting his magical theory. puberty. And it takes Mothman 30 years. Or he was kissed by a Mothman, a gentle kiss on the mm. forehead, and now he has the sight. Got it. I mean, that's probably it. That I think that's it. The last time they went to West Virginia, that happened. He's like, mm-hmm. I, I will use this only for good. And then he used it for his podcast. He used it for absolute dickery. <laughs> well, that does explain potentially why they, they kind of steamrolled over a little bit that Justin tried to find this very clever solution to the glasses oh. problem of, I'm just going to get two drinking glasses out of the cupboard. <laughs> Which I loved. And then, of course, I pushed up my nerd glasses and said, uh, it said Sears Spectacles. That's what I did, too. It was a good try, though. It was a, yes. I appreciated his goofy little joke. Especially because you can see Duck doing it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, Duck's nerdy little, like, dork moments. You gotta love them. I want him to then have put him on his eyes. Like, I got it. I can see better than ever now. Let's go. But instead, now we gotta chase this kid into the woods. <sighs> Fucking Keith. Fucking Keith. But he's wearing a helmet, which I was very proud of him for that. Yeah. That is good, yes. Very safety conscious. At least there's that. I was also amused that as they're chasing him and they, they figure out who it is, I know that Travis was not in character at the time, but I was really amused by the possibility of 
of Aubrey being like my old nemesis and not actually remembering what his name is. <laughs> I God. definitely see Aubrey doing that. <laughs> oh. To your point, I think that you're totally right. It's Travis, possibly out of character. But then at the same time, it's like Aubrey may not have remembered that kid's name. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, that wouldn't be surprising. I didn't. <laughs> I remembered Hollis, but not Keith. Right, and I thought it may have been Hollis because specifically hopes. when Griffin said the helmet was yeah. on. Hollis, we don't know the gender. I'm still right. fingers crossed, girl, leader, captain. I'm fingers crossed. What? Their helmet comes off, and they're so beautifully androgynous. You don't know, and it oh, doesn't matter. That's I like my that hope. too. Uh, but so they gotta save Keith, and uh, his helmet. I would imagine helps with the initial crash because you hear that bike just mm-hmm. eat shit. And then a goat man really just gives it to him. Just wails on him. And this is where we have um, a little goat man encounter, part two. So I didn't know if you guys wanted to. I know I'm pretty sure they cover this later in the episode, but since our first goat man turned into Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. who do you think the second mm-hmm. goat man should turn into? <laughs> You're getting a little ahead here, but I'm okay with it. Let's see. Um, to be fair, I wrote this down before I knew that oh, they also okay. play this game. That they're going to adopt this one. I mean, yes. if you're listening to this show and you haven't listened to The Adventure Zone, what are I you mean, even doing here? Exactly. So, yeah, let's just lean into it. I mean, I guess I just go with straight up Jonathan Groff. <laughs> like, yeah. let him be his namesake. Yeah, it seems like that's the direction you have to go. I, I don't know if I can think of anything <laughs> better than that. I'm running. I'm running through... Every every male actor I can think of, other handsome white guys, uh, <laughs> the entire database, <laughs> the stable, this all the entire stable of Chris's. Uh, <laughs> they just swap them out every time they, they ooh, do grow on a farm. I like the idea of every time he takes off his wristband or puts it back on or whatever this new goat man might have, probably a necklace. Um, he turns into a different Chris. <laughs> ooh, that's a lot of power. He's pretty. He's That's pretty aggro, point. though, at this point, because they've got they've got Billy with them, and and yes. and the implication is pretty heavy that when this guy shows up that and and attacks them, that he is attacking Billy specifically, not so mm-hmm. much them, which is intriguing. Yeah. Well, and also when the um, before the the third goat man shows up, when the the second one shovel goat when he screams. It like almost, almost gets yeah. gets Billy. Billy has a it reaction. You're mm-hmm. right. Can't it's 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 not as powerful as Duck's kindness. Apparently, <laughs> it's it. He had an anime moment where Duck's face was just like in a halo of color and sparkles, where he just remembers him saying <laughs> something like, "What did he ever say?" <laughs> not <him>? Much. <laughs> His entire internal monologue is just him saying pizza over and over again. <laughs> But it's a different well, scenes. he's conflicted, yeah. Like, that's right. Different mm, loving pizza. scenes. Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> and decides he's not going back to that goat man life. And it truly not was. this time. The magic of friendship. Friendship is magic. He used to wonder what friendship could be until they all shared its magic with he. <laughs> I, I just have uh, another goat bites the dust because Aubrey is just like shoots air out of her hand flings him into the tree like she got some power she is knocking over fast food poles into buildings she is taking out goats left and right like my god girl i know those rolls are either very 
good or very bad for the amount of power that she is displaying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in her defense, she, well, no, she could have known there was a tree there because they are in a forest. So yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Air on the side of tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I get it. Like, you're like, you got to go. Like, you hit my friend. You're coming after either. My new friend. Yeah, my new friend. Or, mm-hmm. and plus this douche, I've got to make sure he doesn't actually die. So. Yeah. Aubrey was kind of already a little turned up in this episode. She got aggro with Indrid. She's just kind of like, don't even start with me, Keith, as she's blatantly <laughs> using magic in front of him. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, now this guy? I don't think so. She flings him right into a tree. The the other strategic end here is is Duck continuing to wrestle with this goat and like punch it in the face because he clearly <laughs> doesn't trust Beacon. Because I you know, obviously the second Beacon uh-huh. is out, this is going to end quite quickly. I don't think he was going to to manage to stop him twice. From killing right. one of these yeah. random minions, as far as Beacon is concerned. Oh, now he's so enamored by Billy, too, that he has a a, a kinship with all goat men mm-hmm. and doesn't want to hurt any of them. I really appreciated that moment of Justin remarking that it's harder now yeah. to fight these guys, that they did make a connection with one, and that opens up the possibility, could we make a connection with these other ones? Mm-hmm. So once you open that up, yeah, then it comes a lot they're much less like this faceless, mindless villain, mm-hmm. but rather right. a potential ally or just a potential almost civilian. Like, you're essentially innocent. Yeah. Like, Billy's very innocent at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I appreciated Justin having that moment. And it also led more or less directly to them introducing the concept of there being a scale of chill as a mechanic like for games which i'm really into i would really like uh some tabletop rpg to run with that there's some Mm -hmm. kind Uh of a chill scale i'm not i'm not quite sure how that would work i'm not a game designer but i I like the concept that's the next game everybody's going to be clamoring for Mm -hmm. roll for chill (laughs) (laughs) uh but so they think the one that aubrey flung into the tree is dead i mean there was a sickening crack I for sure was like, well, one down, one safe, one bit aggro, but tied up, correct? Yeah. Yeah, they try to decide in this moment what to do with him. (laughs) They might leave him chained out in the woods. My favorite option was burying him alive. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I would hope, like, in a tomb where he could breathe still. Like, again, I'm very connected to them, too. Wait, why is that better? (laughs) If you're trapped, and, but like, he you can, can breathe still. No, but you can, can breathe, breathe, but you can't get out, and you'll just die of starvation. Yeah, we'll get him later. Why is that better? We'll get him later, Anne. <laughs> or just cask of a Montelato. I'm sure I didn't say that right, but nobody ever does. <laughs> I think it's cask of Monticello. That is definitely not it. <laughs> cask of Lemoncello. I got it. Cask of Monchego. Mm, that'd be delicious. Mm, bury me in a cask of Montego. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, it's been real, everybody. Goodbye. But, okay, so they decide not to bury him in a cask of cheese. We're going to take him with us. And uh, they head back to Indrid's house. Poor Indrid. We almost lose him. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I blame him. It doesn't really seem like these no. folks are going to be super competent, especially now that, like, uh, someone has seen him and this is not any mm-hmm. well for him in the past. Right. But luckily, Aubrey's able to convince 
injured to stay. Mm-hmm. Although we did, we did come very close to planes, trains, and automobiles, but with Mothman <laughs> and the Goatman. Which I would read that comic, mm-hmm. right? It'd be a great little side quest. Luckily, that isn't very viable because you can't go that far yeah. away from the gate. But it is interesting in that moment to think, oh, yeah, depending on how they played this, Indrid would have just left. Yeah, yeah. But now at least we have a chance to keep him here and mm-hmm. keep him in the story, possibly for further arcs down the road, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always wondered, like, how much leeway there is, right? Like, in, in, mm-hmm. in scenarios like this one. Like, ha- did Griffin plan for the possibility that, that Indrid might leave? Did he want him to leave? Um, right. So you never, because we never really know quite what his intent was or if he even had one uh, for what was exactly. going to happen in the future with this character. Luckily, at least for now, we have, what'd she say, 48 hours? Yeah, 48 for them hours. to figure this out? Okay. 48 hours of babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> you watch him. Let us handle this. We will come back with a report, and you can grade it and decide if you want to stay. I am deeply hoping that Jonathan Groff... Groff. It becomes... Uh, huh? Jonathan Groff. Are you meeting the real man or the goat man? <laughs> Both, I think. Um, I want them to come back to, like, retrieve him, and he is mm. very eloquent. Like, our Billy oh. is still just like, pizza! Um, but, like, Jonathan is just like, yes, hello, how are you? Would you like some nog? Like, <laughs> just very... Bothman, yeah. like mimicking him, they're like, "How'd you?" Do- he won't stop saying "duck and pizza." Like they just—they don't know how to train how to train and your goat like, man. Yeah, you're a bad Pokemon trainer, you guys. Is what Indrid says. He's like, "What? You never trained anybody before?" <laughs> so, Jonathan Gruff would end up being very eloquent, but also just like kind of dirty, which I'm into. Yeah, like the Bothman. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely into it i have a big side question for us mm-hmm. uh where is dr harris bonkers Damn who is taking him. care of him is he at a conference he's What's yeah. he still doing? at the lodge presumably i think he or runs the lodge now <laughs> yeah just... he does have a phd uh-huh <laughs> they're like well i mean technically he's the highest ranking official here so <laughs> barclay i think we're gonna have to have to ask dr harris <laughs> Barclay's like, I'm actually fine with this. This is okay. <laughs> Barclay's day out. <laughs> that just struck me. I was very excited for the rabbit. And I was like, we haven't seen him in nigh on Speaking eight episodes. Of rabbits, maybe Jake has him because he's like, <gasps> oh, I finally feel like I'm with my own kind. Right. I finally have a friend. But that does take us back to the lodge in the basement. We have to take Keith back, quite, say, a prick, quick, hmm, say a quick prayer over him. <laughs> Oh boy, here she goes. <laughs> so much. Was, we gotta give Brittany a second here, I think. <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was just so, again, bonkers. I'll go with that because Dr. Harris is on my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just let me say a quick prayer. Ahmed, first of all, great prayer. <laughs> Another good one. <laughs> It was very funny. I, just, I love the way they play them so much. <laughs> very good. So oh. pro. <laughs> um, but this is where we decide to all split up. And we initially stay here with Aubrey, who's going to kill Keith. She's yep, not going to murder Keith. this boy. She's going to she murder him. murder this boy. Maybe include Jake. He would love to get his hands on this. 
<laughs> Jake's ready to dive in. Jake's really like, good. oh, we're murdering that guy? I'm all in. Wait just a minute. <laughs> right, let me get my smock. I I will say I'm surprised how how much, like, to a degree, honest Aubrey is with Keys. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very straightforward about what's actually happening. I think at some point... Yeah. You know the the lies of of trying to trying to come up with some lie explanation for this would be more complicated than simply telling him the truth. Yeah, and right. complicated is usually not better. Absolutely, but and I think it was very smart. Yeah, that well, Griff gave him slash her an out. They were like, "Did I dream that?" It's like, "Nope, it's true." And what I love, it was kind of the two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. you saw the goat man. Yes. I did magic. You didn't fucking see a moth man. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought that was great. So there was enough truth there yes. that he could potentially be like, yeah, that is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But the other two for sure happened. So. I agree. I love that. And no, this, I think it's very smart. This was a really bold gambit, too, on Aubrey's part to tell the truth, but in the context of... I am going to burn you with fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the threat <laughs> like, is yes, alive Yes, magic well. is real, and I will absolutely burn you to the ground with it. Mm-hmm. Keep them afraid. Keep them on their toes. I really like the way that that was played. Mm-hmm. Did you guys wonder at any point whether or not, before we get to the end of the scene, whether Aubrey was serious and would have actually hurt this guy? I didn't. I didn't. I don't think she's... Especially because... Travis kept having her say, I'm not going to hurt, like, I'm not going to murder him as much as everybody Mm -hmm. was goofing, quote unquote, about Aubrey just murdering this kid and, like, solving that problem. Same. I also didn't think that she would ever get to the point of actually maiming anybody, scaring for sure. Um, But it did make me think that what would they do if someone, and I don't think they, as the McElroy brothers and father, physically could play a truly despicable I'll kill him and I think they mm. got close with and forgive My me I cannot fucking remember the dust characters names besides Errol and I think Candy Gandy. and I keep wanting to call the other one Cornelius Candy. and I'm pretty sure none Augustus. of these are right okay <laughs> Cornelius and Candy Cornelius that's the, the off brand uh... what are what are their names <laughs> I know like Errol that's the, the knockoff version yeah <laughs> it's Carol even Errol Candy. Ryehouse I know <laughs> Carol <laughs> Carol Candy and Cornelius your three favorite characters from Crest <laughs> you know <laughs> you know them well you love them <laughs> But I can see them in my mind's eye perfectly because of Albie and his uh, wonderful artwork. It's so beautiful. But yeah, their name's gone. You just didn't have his name. But so, right, you were saying Augustus was the closest to. Justin had intended, in some respect, to play a more despicable character. Mm-hmm. But even and he still said... couldn't really do it, yeah. It didn't really happen. Obviously, it didn't happen. Look at mm-hmm. Augustus. He's great. What's up? Look What's at Cornelius. Guy? He's wonderful. <laughs> So that's that was just I was like, what would happen if they did play like a really dark, evil character? Was like, yeah, let's just kill him. Let's just murder these fucks. I mean, for what it's worth, in balance, they did kind of just murder some people they and like, did. for mm, instance, they, yeah. throw bodies off of a cliff to just like not have yeah, to deal with the true. fallout of it. But it was it wasn't grim dark either. It was all fun and games. Yeah, right. And grim grim dark, I, I think, would be really bad in actual play for the most part because it's Agreed. frankly not really any fun. No, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. 
But so even... let's pray. Oh, <laughs> well, even even then, I think um, even assuming that none of us thought that Aubrey would actually do this to this person, or at least not with the intensity that she was describing, I still found the, yeah. the conclusion to be quite satisfying of it's not just that she was faking it and then, you know, breathes a sigh of relief and is like, oh, well, I wouldn't have done that. But to have it be like he passes out and then she slumps and is like shaking, I thought was... Um, a good interpretation of of how much energy it was taking for her to to lie that way yeah and to like hold it with such intensity yeah and to sell mm-hmm. that role i yeah the fact that travis really wanted to make sure that that part got in i think speaks a lot it's similar to justin jumping in and saying how it's harder now for them to fight these goat men. Mm-hmm. I like that because that is these boys understanding these characters and really wanting to make sure that they're transparent about this is how they're feeling about the situation yeah. and how their character would feel about it. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. it. So speaking speaking of Duck, he has gone to find Juno. Since this was something yeah. that we had discussed, I believe, the last time we did an Amnesty episode right. um, about Juno being the one thing that doesn't really completely make sense other than her connection sort of vaguely to the forestry service or to duck yeah let's go hang out with juno luckily she's easy enough to find duck radios her he goes to where she is and it's a total shit show it's so sad like this bummed me out pretty hard yeah forest vandalism is the worst vandalism it's just yeah it's pointless it's shitty and do we so who do we think actually what do we think this actually is that I don't I don't know, cause you've got I don't know I I put the hornets because I think it maybe could have been them but I don't want to go around pointing scandal at a group of people I don't actually know much about I just know Keith is a fuck Keith is a fuck and that's fuck. not fair to label a whole group that sure maybe if anything if it is. Some young vandals, and if they are affiliated with the Hornets, I would guess. And, like, listen, I don't know Hollis well, so, like, I don't know what their deal is. But I would think if it was any Hornets, it would have been an offshoot. Mm-hmm. Or Hollis is just very good at tricking me <laughs> in particular. Like, I was on that mountain next to Aubrey and my homeboy, Jake Kulis. And, mm-hmm. um... Hollis's cool demeanor gave me an impression that as the leader, Hollis isn't like, I don't know, let's just go wreck some shit. Right. Yeah. And it was it was kind of weird vandalism, too. Right. Because, right. you know, I mean, just kind of taking some chunks out of trees. And but then yeah. Griffin did mention graffiti as well. Mm-hmm. Right. He? Yeah. So well, isn't there like so trash, the, like yeah. cups on the ground yeah. and everything? So but it's it like, like who, who gets like really drunk and is like, let's kind of take some bark off of a tree (laughs) like is this a thing that people do right like if you're out getting drunk then as soon as somebody starts some show of bravado then it's Mm. oh well i can destroy this thing well it's funny Uh if i destroy this thing i mean i'll just take a big chunk out of this tree i'ma put a nail in it like why (laughs) well and that's where it then gets intriguing because then of course duck has this correlation with having heard about this witchy sort of lore i was the impression i got from it of like copper nails will kill a tree which is then interesting that they're in a stump but so then Mm -hmm. it's like was this all just a front for something is this then stay with me here somebody who is related to sylvain in some way who knows 
in some way what the goat men are doing and and they're trying to cover it up by like making it look like there's this big party here i don't know that's kind of Did where my mind went too. cups for evidence yeah does somebody Let's want to finger that print dna and dna those cups please <laughs> send that to the lab smell them was there even any booze in them they're all just empty cups two were just stuck together because they were just like took the <laughs> plastic wrap and like flung it around <laughs> yeah all very important it was questions like a plate yeah ducked in an ask we don't know what did that graffiti say god damn it well he had a limit on how many questions he could ask that is true, <laughs> true. he did have a limit so let's get back into that then because duck tells oh well first of all since we're talking about young vandals and whatnot, I do love this quick insight we get to a uh, duck getting up to some shit when he was younger, getting high and playing roller <laughs> debris in a in an abandoned uh, what was it like furniture store or something? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, didn't I love know. that. I, I'm pretty sure that is a. I'm pretty sure that's a real place that he mentioned. Altizers. I wondered. I'm, I'm pretty sure I I've looked. heard of it before. Um, I have not looked it up, but I I feel like. There, there was a place that was somewhat similar to it, I think, in in Louisville. So I, it, which is relatively close to Huntington, be. and the name sounded kind of familiar. So I'm like, I, I that mm-hmm. seems like a pull that was maybe from his real life, um, rather <laughs> Makes than sense. not necessarily the the roller hockey part. But, <laughs> but you never know. You never know. I played roller hockey. Ooh, really? I did for fun, like in the street. I, I never did. No, <laughs> not not professionally. <laughs> 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 I was trying to think of what your roller hockey name would be. Up, you're like up on a big screen. It's just a very intense picture of you, or it's not even anarchy. Here comes anarchy, and it's just like a normal pic of you. But then they like put a lot of like explosives and stuff around it to like seem really intense. That's the headcanon now. That's way more interesting than what the reality was. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but so this is where we do get, well, it, it was a good lie out of Duck, but then he says it was just a joke. So you can be like, well, maybe that was why he was able to, uh, quote unquote, lie so well when he mm-hmm. was talking to Juno. Yeah, it was really only the first say, half. <laughs> yes. Right. <For laughs> My notes say, ooh, Duck lie number four. He's getting better. And then dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then dot, dot, dot. Never mind. Like, just immediately... <laughs> Straight downhill. As soon as Juno reveals that she saw him talking to Minerva, that's not what she says, but that's what we as Mm -hmm. the audience knows. Then it kind of starts falling apart. He (laughs) says he was practicing a replay. And we get more of that just really beautiful Justin McElroy as Doug (laughs) being just the most frustrated that he cannot lie. (laughs) It's I love it's not part. even just the words. Mm-mm. It's that his voice always yeah. goes up like, <laughs> like trying to think of it. He even sounds like he's like winded. It's this yeah. absolutely <laughs> genius play of the character. A real dedication to the art here. This is obviously something that Juno has seen before. The like yeah. you know, <laughs> took the last bored by it. Who took the last brownie out of the out of the staff fridge and he's coming up with some kind of <laughs> elaborate lie about it being abducted by aliens <laughs> and everyone's like, Yeah, we know you're not telling the truth. Just <laughs> say you were hungry, it's fine. Oh, now I want it to become real though. Something happens like oh. the Mothman came in and took it and like Indra did come in and take her like <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Indra winks as he leaves. <laughs> But, so here's what I, this thought I had, and this could be nothing, 
But it was interesting to me that now after Juno says this, that she saw him talking to Minerva, we have that and we have the fact that Leo saw Duck practicing with a sword. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying we have Leo and Juno who have both in some way are aware of Duck's heroisms or whatnot, his Mm -hmm. connection to this other world. And both of them were targets. So, oh, I don't well, know. Leo if it's is still a suspicious Aloysius. Hell yeah, yeah. He kind of still something going on there. We don't know about. Yeah. yeah, but no, good point. So, just something to think about. I still don't fully understand why Juno was targeted. Can you guys? Yeah, well, so explain what they that were, in layman's terms. Please? What they were saying in the course of it was that maybe. I mean, Travis kind of throws out. I don't know if this is necessary to be part of it, but Travis throws out that maybe the the monster of the week that we currently don't know the identity of can also see the future and that right that the the reason that juno was targeted was to prevent duck from finding these copper nails mm-hmm. via juno so that's the operating theory gotcha yeah so i find that to be a bit of a stretch but i'm okay yeah. with it this is the fun part this is the point we're all uh-huh. at where we're like okay just theory 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 trying to figure out still what this very you know, this one isn't obvious. Before we had the the scrambled together monster, and then we had the water demon, and this one is still so so vague. We don't have mm-hmm. a distinctive. Even in this next part, we get a little bit closer, but there's still a lot left that we don't quite understand yet. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like. But so yes, here to finish up Duck's part here, we do gain these copper nails, yes. whatever they may mean. Put it in your inventory. Yes. Plink. We, yes. And also with the, the piece of information that we briefly discussed earlier, that they may have something to do with killing trees. And this is, this is not, this is not completely out of left field. This is not something that Griffin has, has made up in the story. There is in fact a, an old wives tale, I guess, about, about using copper nails to kill trees. There's some debate about whether or not it actually works. So, if you have any trees to kill, this may not be the way to go. <laughs> but so allegedly, the reason they're in a stump is that the the most common version of this is that you take copper nails and you nail them into a tree stump, and it will prevent the tree from growing back. Um, huh. I don't know how frequently okay. they do from a stump, but <laughs> I guess they can. So, and then uh, also allegedly, you can do a ring of copper nails around the base of a tree, Ooh. and supposedly either the copper itself, which dissolves the cellulose of the tree if you use enough of them or um it oxidizes and that somehow poisons the tree but it may not work at all it may only work on some trees in some circumstances nobody really seems to Mm -hmm. know but this is a fairly common thing that people believe to be true huh i'm so glad you looked that up me too it seems so witchy too exactly i like that it kind of sets up that People would have done this like, ah, a witch. It's like, no, it's science that you don't mm-hmm. know yet, you dumb dumb. And then, nope, witch, I will hang you till you're dead unless you're a good. Oh, no. <laughs> what is it? If you hang a witch and they survive, they're a witch. <laughs> but if you hang them and they die, then they were a good Christian woman and sorry for your loss. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You got it. The witch trials were a real fucked up time. No joke. Luckily, we all survived. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, now we have these nails. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly if they've been kissed by a witch or not, but judging by the scene we're about to get to with Ned and Billy, they're probably going to be important. So Ned and his new boyfriend, Billy, go on a date <laughs> in the woods. 
Ned is just dating everybody. Ned is getting around town. He's a flirt. And so Billy, he's quite the flirt. Um, And so Billy's taking where they were growing, whatever it is that they're growing. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping for beanstalk, maybe some goat weed, fingers crossed. Hot dog tree. The hot dog tree, God bless. Um, Here's what I do want to hop in and say. Just, mm-hmm. okay, because as they, as I was listening to this the first time, so Clint says that they are now in a snowcat, Tucker mm-hmm. Terra, 1643 RE, which means either he forgot that he had said he has an alpina, or Ned has a plethora of vehicles, <laughs> in which case he's even more meant to be for me than initially <laughs> anticipated so i just wanted to put that out there i don't I like, know if it's one or the other i like to assume that just behind the cryptonomica he's got this just anger <laughs> full, just full of, of vehicles stuff. so like he's got the alpina he's got the snowcat he's probably got like a biplane he's, he's got, got like his old police cruiser of course he does still have the crushed up lincoln he can't get rid of it he, he can't will figure it out Look at it. How many of these cars do we think are boosted? Mm. Oh, all of them. <laughs> 98% of them. <laughs> Although I would he like bought to... one part of one he car. He bought a tire for that <laughs> one. I'm very amused by the idea of somebody boosting a snowcat. <laughs> like one of the big ones. <laughs> he was, he's very good. What can mm-hmm. we say? He's good at his work. So I just needed to put that out there. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're just throwing a new vehicle at me. Give me a second. So... We can go back on track now. They they find some roots. We we can't we can't, white. we cannot skip over Billy wearing the Bigfoot outfit, the Wookiee costume. Thank you, thank you. You are correct. It's very important. <laughs> and there's going to be a whole other side side arc side uh, comic about who takes Billy. Where is he going to go? Oh, Where is he staying tonight? I cannot wait for this discussion. <laughs> they I I want it to be like in those like young kid kind of things where it's like well we all found this dog and we want to keep him but okay you keep him at your house tonight and then i'll put him in my basement tomorrow and then she'll keep him in her garage like it's just he's gonna just like sleep over at everybody's house he's gonna have uh-huh. his traveling bag i love billy it. do you have everything <laughs> pizza <laughs> I, I personally want it to be some sort of like perfect strangers reboot but like with duck and billy <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> or maybe Leo. I could That's I would accept Leo too. as well. That would be good. I like all of these. He's the new employee at the Cryptonomica too. <laughs> Kirby is not about it. Kirby hates this. He's like, what are you doing to me, man? <laughs> could he star on Saturday Night Dead just as his goat man self and they could just say it was a really good costume. He's just really good oh. special effects makeup. I thought you were going to say, as Ryan Gosling. As Ryan Gosling. It's going to want to watch it. Like, what? Ryan Gosling is on this. (laughs) Billy, don't say anything. Just sit there in this Elvira costume and look pretty. (laughs) Could he get a sponsorship deal with the local pizza place? Hey, now. There's an idea. Suddenly, he's making money. Gotta keep that eye on the prize. Make those stacks. (laughs) That's why he really belongs with Ned. Yes. Right. I in my gut, like if if there's one place he's gonna go, I think it's gonna be with Ned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Aubrey's too dangerous. Somebody yeah. at the crypton or somebody at pardon me, um, somebody at the lodge would know this is not a human <laughs> being. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. But meanwhile, back in the woods, <laughs> they're into the woods. I was a trying movie, to think of an musical the woods. I've ever seen. I've seen the movie. 
I got nothing. I, I have seen it, but I'm, I am not going to attempt to sing any Sondheim. Ah, uh, come on. <laughs> I know I better. Know. Into Too the bad woods. Jessica Bailey isn't here. She loves right? Into the Woods. That's all I know. She's why I watched it. Exactly. That's all I know. <laughs> that's all she taught us. Uh, but so that's where we go. Into the woods. And our boys scrounge around and they find some roots. White roots. And Billy himself starts leading Ned further in, right? Because they mm-hmm. can't use the snowcat anymore. It's too big. It's getting yeah. too dense in the woods here. I imagine that because um, Griffin talks about the canopy being so thick, so I'm like, these must be a lot of more, like, furs of sorts if there's still a thick enough canopy overhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can be pretty dense if you've been in, if you've been in, in Pine Forest. Yeah. I just meant since it was, like, later in the year, it wouldn't mm, be, like... Right. It uh, couldn't be, like, leaves. an oak tree. Yeah, yes. no, it's all. It should all be like pines, and it's it's all deciduous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at you. I don't even know what that word means, but I just agreed with you because you said it with such conviction. <laughs> I know there's also coniferous. Which yeah, I think like I actually carnivorous, meant coniferous, which not deciduous. Varies. <gasps> in 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 my defense, I'm still jealous. <laughs> I meant it the other I'm way just around. Throwing out whatever science word I know. <laughs> like I said, I'll just believe you. <laughs> But so uh, Billy does take us, though, to a clearing where there is a different tree. I'm trying to imagine how big this tree is, the way that Griffin was describing it. It sounds beautiful with this it very really does. pale trunk and these black leaves and that it's just huge. Yeah. And in a clearing. It's all very picturesque. Mm-hmm. There's a goat man <gasps> who's doing his best. He, he made it. Oh. I can't believe always check a pulse, you guys. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't. Make sure the killing blow was a killing blow. Aubrey. Well what would they have done with him if he if they had discovered that he hadn't been dead? Tie him up. Put Keep him in a cask one. of Monchego. <laughs> We've already <laughs> talked about this. You just gotta spread out your goatmen. Keep them away from each other. <laughs> spread out your goatmen. <laughs> That's advice for everybody. <laughs> Take that home with you. Oh. If you learn one thing from this podcast, mm-hmm. it's that coniferous is a word. Yes. Spread out your goatmen. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but so he is here. He's not dead. Which, you know what? Good news. I, like, when they walked away from him, I was like, that guy's not dead. They keep saying they assume he's dead, which means he isn't. Um, I was I, all about him being dead. I for sure was like, well, we're down to two. Like, Oh, interesting. I, I feel like him. it really would have messed Aubrey up if that guy had been dead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because really, like we said before, they're, they're pawns here. Whatever's happening, they're not the ones they're, behind say it. They're just no. the minions. Right. Because even then we see him <laughs> trying to fertilize this gigantic tree with all of these the the, the branches They're that like don't uncanny, look right. They're like uncanny uncanny branches yeah. that are that mm-hmm. are too symmetrical, like not like you would see in nature. Although also um Griffin Griffin describes them as being like a nervous system, like like that was a very branches. good description. Yeah. Which branches already kind of resemble anyway, mm-hmm. but in an eerie way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's massive. And then they see one of the branches, this whole this reveal here of the branch opening mm-hmm. and the spores coming out and in that moment even before griffin said it when you realize and you're like oh shit it hasn't been snow this entire time mm-hmm. it's been these things mm-hmm. what a good reveal yeah that was very effective and it also means very bad things because we know that the 
Stuff that we saw thought was snow was associated with something really bad about to happen. Oh, look mm-hmm. out, Ned! Now I'm going to be spooked every summer when our cottonwoods just let loose and you think it's snowing. <laughs> when those trees just crack open. Was there a crack when it opened? Yeah, I, I think, think it did. did yeah. yeah. In my mind, there we was a crack. don't hear that too much. <laughs> yes, I for sure heard one. Well, and then there was the second one because then a pine tree is falling towards our <gasps> oh, dear, lovely where Ned the and crack Billy. was. Yeah. Ah. How are they going to get out of this one, Scoop? <laughs> it was Devo. <laughs> I hope, I mean, I'm sure it took all of like a minute for somebody to draw that and send that over to Justin, but I haven't in seen case it. I, haven't... <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that doesn't mean uh, it's not out Aldi. there, but I haven't seen it. I hope um, all those brave artists are on it and delivering. <laughs> I do picture now with the, um, the skew of them being Shaggy and Scooby, picture Ned hugging what is essentially Ryan Gosling, who's wearing a Chewbacca suit, and both of them <laughs> shouting... As you just see, like, a shadow heading towards them. And it freeze frames. And that's mm-hmm. the, like, how are they going to get out of this one? Tune in next time. <laughs> Can I make a guess? Always. All right. So I'm really hoping that someone had followed them out there, possibly mm. with nefarious means. Of course. And is going to push them out of the way. And that person is Britpop. I can't remember his oh. name. I am terrible at names this time around. What was his name? Marvels. Uh, oh, uh, Boyd. Boyd. Boyd was his name. Right? Boyd Am I Mosh. making shit up? That's it. Good. Look at me go. <laughs> Look at you. One for four. <laughs> Wouldn't that be, like, so romantic? Right? Followed out his boyfriend, who was on a date with a new boyfriend. <gasps> and he was like, oh, I don't even fucking think so. Uh-huh. First, you leave me in a car to get fucking arrested. Now you're dating Ryan Gosling? You know what? Never mind. I take that back. I allow this to happen. Boyd's like, that one's on me. Who am I? Who am I to stop this? <laughs> Let me save their love. <laughs> and I... <laughs> And um, that's it. We'll find out next year what happens to these two. God, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right about so many things. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what my theory would be to get them out of there. I mean, besides just like diving out of the way, you might catch like some of the branches at the end there. Ned, here is my plea. Stop getting yourself hurt, my dude. You're going to die before the end of this thing. Slow your roll a little bit. (laughs) He's our action man. He is, but he's also our, like, totally human one who Mm -hmm. maybe should cool it a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully Billy will not sacrifice himself to save Ned. Oh, no. Oh, no. But let us not forget. (laughs) He is a swole goat man. (laughs) Underneath all that Ryan Gosling. And underneath that Chewbacca costume. And underneath that Chewbacca costume. Maybe (laughs) he will. The Chewbacca costume is just (laughs) the fan fiction. (laughs) I, you're you're gonna be ejected now. That was <laughs> too much, too much. Bye, everybody. Um, but I was thinking he could catch the pine. Like, how big is it? Really? Mm, ooh. I mean, you think about it though. Trees, Brittany. Here's the thing. Trees are like 360 have branches all around them. So, like, even if you're gonna catch it, 
Here's the thing about trees. (laughs) Here's the thing about Barrow. We don't have any. So it's been a while. She's forgotten entirely what trees look like. Like they're about five foot, three apples tall, knee high to a grasshopper. (laughs) So like he could just kick it over. or step on it. What? (laughs) Or, yeah, let's get some heroics up in here. I can't stop thinking of (laughs) Whitney just playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever happens, because you know some big save is going to have to happen. And that must be. That has to be. Oh, no matter what they say, that's what's going to play in my head in Mm -hmm. like four months when it comes out. What did we decide? I said, I said next year. So yes, that would, okay. Those both track. Mm -hmm. That is not a read, by the way, on the boys. (laughs) We know that they are very busy. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. (laughs) I know. Who knows when this is going to go up? We'll find out. Anyway, but uh, is there anything we uh, forgot to mention that we want to bring up now? I wrote down that Angry Goat sounds like a craft beer. <laughs> it does. Uh, so maybe this is th- maybe this is a possibility for Billy's future. Should he survive, maybe he could open a brewery, like brewery and pizzeria. You know what it is? It sounds like a cheese too. What? <laughs> it's a um, it's a, a bar, a tavern in Rochester, New York. What up, Joel <gasps> Bailey? Joel Hit Bailey, it up. go take a picture in front of the Angry Goat. Our man on the street. But I thought it was a tea really quick. A tea? Yeah. Because mm. it is something I feel like I've heard for sure. But I did look it up quick. I was like, what up, Rochester? Huh. That would be an aggressive tea. Good aside. I like that one. For sure. Good one, Anne. And uh, so you know what that means. What time is it? It's time for a poll. I think that's it. It's that time again. It's time for a poll. I forget it every time. Thank you. I don't know names. I know tunes to songs, even the ones we make up on the fly. Okay. So we changed what we said it was going to be on the show. We said it was going to be one thing. We changed it to another. Last time, we kind of asked you who you think should be a new member of the Bureau along with Dracula, of course. And Clark was the winning answer with 54% of the votes. My good, good bugbear boy. And uh, as always, thank you everybody for playing along and voting in our polls. Ren was close. She she had 31%. Hmm. So that was both good answers. You can't go wrong with any of these. We right. also had Lucas, Antonia, and Rowan. Bring them all in. It just depends on what order they come in on. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what we were voting for. Which means um, Lucas will be last. People are not too hot on Lucas. <laughs> Fair enough. So this week, we're wondering who you think Billy will live with, assuming he survives his date with Ned. We will have that pull up over on Twitter, at Romancing Zone. And we'll meet you back in Kepler in two weeks, or who knows what'll happen. But till then, thank you so much for listening. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Romancing the Zone.